Hey, this is Dave. This is Tim. And this is Dave and Tim. No, okay. and Dave. I got Tim and Dave. I, yeah. Yeah, okay. This. Well, we should testing. actually add that into the show. Hello, everyone. Hey, guys. This is Tim. And this is Dave. This is Tim and Dave. Like where? <laughs> Let's shoot this thing. A key. A key? Where? Um, I'm assuming we're going to shoot it here. Yeah, right here. Right here. Where it always goes down. Tim, are those your boxers underneath your comfort Oh, uh, yeah, they are. So I go to Tim's house. To David, it's not as if your room hasn't been in various states of disrepair. Not when I have our studio. Our you really st- think so? Our, I, I keep our studio in the Westchester studio uh, pretty, pretty, pretty okay. clean. Well, this studio in general is pretty good. Granted, it has boxes under the coffee table. But otherwise, you know, there's not much to complain about. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we are recording in Philadelphia for this podcast mm. today. And uh, when I came in, Tim, I, you know, brewed me a cup of coffee. And yeah. then I yeah. said, well, uh, Tim, can I have a snack? And he's all like, uh, uh, I, I have some broccoli. broccoli. And literally, he opens up his refrigerator. <laughs> yeah. The broccoli, the stock of broccoli uh-huh. is like just sitting on the grates oh, inside okay. the Where's refrigerator. Where's it supposed to be? I think at least in a bag. In a bag? And, and then surrounded that, by plastic? Not only that, when you show me chemicals? the broccoli, you took a bite out of it. <laughs> I broke off a little piece of broccoli and ate it. That's the how you eat broccoli. show me that it's edible. Exactly. <laughs> I think that alone just kind of like... Gotten, I've gotten the I think taste that alone has lately. shown that you wanted me to see that it wasn't filthy, even though others would probably think it is. No one would think it was filthy. Well, I would rather eat broccoli off the grates of a kitchen than out of a disgusting, chemical-filled, industrial plastic bag. Well, We I, spoke about this about the water bottles, my, although I still do drink a copious amount of bottled my, water. Well, so do I. But my question is, is that did you ever wash the grates of that refrigerator by mo- before moving in? Probably not. And then that's my argument. Okay, well, anything that's on there is, like, dead. No. David, it's Tim. really fine. First of all, you don't know where a piece of plastic's been, do you? I, I don't... Like, think of it. When you go to the produce aisle, <sighs> and they have those rolls of those plastic bags, okay. right? God knows what's happened I still to those wash, rolls. I still wash my fruits and vegetables before I eat No, them. I never do that. Oh, my God, Tim. You're going to get coli. I have a sturdier constitution than you. Poss- well, I'm not going to deny that. My stomach is a little bit yeah. out of wax. But regardless, I think that you yourself should know that, you know, that if you're worried about bag... Bag, whatever the heck you uh-huh. call it, estrogen. Xenoestrogen. Yeah, that, whatever. Bag estrogens. <laughs> you gotta watch out for them bag estrogens. That's that's the next um the next frontier of uh, the transgen <laughs> the transgendered movement. <laughs> so if you're so worried about that, I, I at least think you'd be worried about E. coli. Okay, from now on, I'll be worried about E. coli. Thanks to you. And clean up your damn boxers. For God's sake, this is a wor- this is a place of work. All right. <laughs> I thought you were going to say place of worship. <laughs> this is a place of worship. Yes. Oh, man. What a week. What a week. I what started week? up work again. I didn't. Well, I'm in the office, but I'm not doing anything. Yeah. Um, I got maybe mm, max 12 hours of sleep this week. That's crazy. I've been sleeping a lot lately. Well, Ever since working. I got back from my vacation. Yeah, you're like, not re- I'm, I'm going to sleep at like 9.30 to 10. Yeah. And I'm waking up at like 7.45. That's, that's like that's good, nine, dude. ten hours. I mean, I have to go to work. I, have I mean, to be it's out good. The, I have to be out the door by six thirty at the latest. Yeah, that stinks. That's the thing. Yeah. I mean, it's good to be getting the sleep, but it just feels like I'm sleeping too much. Is well, there some kind of disorder that makes you sleep more? No, just being irresponsible. Irresponsible. Yeah. Are you working out? Yeah. Okay, so that's part of it. Your body's trying to recruit. Okay, okay. How, so what would that be from, you said, what, 9 o'clock to 7.30? How many hours yeah. of sleep is that? Yeah, so 9 o'clock to 7.30. Well, not, if it's, so 9 to 7 is 10 hours. 
So that's so like, if I'm going from like 10 to 7.45, that's like 9 hours, 45 minutes. You really should keep it down to 9 because yeah. that's the max, I would say, because as, as a REM cycle is about an hour and a half. Mm-hmm. And you don't want to wake up between a REM cycle because then that may be reasons why you're also getting more tired. Because if you're not getting the full hmm. hour and a half REM cycles, yeah. and they recommend about 4 or 5 for a grown adult. Uh-huh. So, um, yeah, that would be what? No, 3... It'd be yeah, it'd be six six and a half no, it'd be uh, seven and a half hours around there. Mm, and yeah. the full nine, that's that's a lot. That's a lot of REM. Yeah. Um. I even teach my students about that. I, oh, do you? I, I, well, yeah, I do. Uh, in the university level, when I was telling them about how to be better at just being a better college student, one of the major aspects is sleep. And honestly, I know mm. it sounds like, oh, wow, you know, Dave, you're so insightful. You oh, thought, yeah. You thought of way be, above and beyond the box there. Um, but no, I think a lot of times, you know, we need to re recenter ourselves and say to ourselves, like, all right, what are the basics that I'm not getting? Because uh-huh. I think we get so caught up in the hustle and bustle in life. And mm. lack of sleep truly can make you into a psychosis state. Like, yeah. you can seriously mentally derange your your, your, your brain gets warped uh-huh. to, to, to the extent of which you would if you were under a No, you're a exactly right. Leisure, leisure, including sleep, is very important. Yes, of course. There's a big problem with America and generally yes. other Anglo countries where, mm, yeah, you know, we yeah. gotta be at work for these long hours and also the way our societies are forming with suburbs and whatnot like you got to get up at some ungodly hour and drive so really your work starts a good two hours sometimes before your actual actual work work starts and that's only because you want to live in a a, a setting that is comfortable Mm. when you don't work and that's a thing you're never not working so exactly get it like two days a week so i think i think my sleep pattern's been off it's fair i've been literally acting not fully functional as i want to be i mean i'm doing my work and that's the Uh thing like i'm working a lot yeah. and I'm working hard and I just don't get enough sleep. So ladies and gentlemen out there, if your work season is hitting up ramp as the fall turns to uh, as to the it, fall turn as the summer turns to fall. No, as the fall turns to its beginning. Okay. Don't don't correct my poetic standards. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. okay. Thank you very much, sir. All right. Um, uh, anyhow, make sure you get enough sleep, especially the sun's going down quicker. Mm-hmm. Your body's readjusting. My skin's re- every season change. My skin does not like it. Look at my look at my skin. What my, about it? When it gets hotter out, when it's going from spring to summer, my skin flakes. When it huh. goes from summer to fall, my skin flakes. Hmm. Fall to winter, skin flakes. And my my skin literally has to readjust so I have to get different facial creams. Wow. Every single season. <laughs> no, why do you laugh at that? Why do you laugh facial at that? Facial creams. Yeah. T- uh, <laughs> you got to adjust the style the point, of your facial. No, it's okay. not. No. Okay. No. I understand. The point is, is that I don't know why it happens, but every season change, it happens. I don't know if anybody out there who's listening has the same skin disposition but you're not alone you're not alone together we stand yeah um just like the avril lavigne song by the way we need to bring this up to our listeners Uh how they feel about ice in the home all right so another thing so tim makes me my damn coffee when uh i get here and as i make him coffee when he asks uh when he comes over to the studio in my place in westchester and i and i I always offer ice Mm. so i this is the second time i come to tim's place and i said Tim, do you have ice? No one has ice anymore. And he says, no, I don't have any ice. And I'm like, who doesn't have ice in everyone, their Everyone, almost we everyone. Live in a modern, convenient society what where... What do you need ice for? Most, that's why you have ice refrigerators. Coffee. Ice coffee. Oh my gosh, no one... Dr- I drink... Drink it hot. No, I don't want to drink it hot. I want to drink it fast and get it done and go. Oh my... That's weird, man. I that's don't... A ve- 
that's a that's the bad mindset to have. Like we were just talking about that. Go go go! Always on the move. You know, I wonder if have time coffee to derived from American though. I, I bet. Well, that's a good question. That's, a, that's, a, that's an interesting. But it is a very American mindset. You say, oh, I don't have time to start sipping it and enjoying the thing. I just need to shove it down my throat because I gotta <laughs> spend five hours on the freeway to work my ten hour shift and then drive home four hours and. Yeah, make it to my divorce meeting. <laughs> to my divorce that's meeting. why we have iced coffee. Let's see, you got the the. Uh, so I got the Wikipedia uh, Wikipedia history. page history of iced coffee. So Algeria, hmm. 1840, the original iced coffee. Hmm. It was prepared by a coffee syrup and cold water. Frozen uh, coffee beverages similar to slush. 19th century, similar in Italian. Okay. But like, what about the iced coffee? Iced okay, coffee was, was popularized, popularized by marketing to the Joint Coffee Trade Publicity Committee in the, in United, the United States, States in the 1920. Right in the later. middle of the freaking uh, Gilded Age when everyone's work, work, work That's nonstop. That's true. All right. So, so iced coffee's derived from the Industrial Revolution. Now, definitely not the Industrial Revolution. Well, the- so now I am definitely not going to get ice because you need to disabuse yourself of this Calvinist notion of market discipline. All right, so ladies and gentlemen, we, you are just a tool uh, trying yes. to espouse That's things that it. are that going off if you have iced coffee. Correct. I don't think many people would disagree. Well, ladies and gentlemen, if Timmy ever, ever in his life throws a party in his apartment, <laughs> it's going to be B-Y-O-I. 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 Bring your own ice, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> and God, B-O-Y-S, because... The only snack she's providing is is, yeah. is freaking. But you come out here, you're gonna have broccoli. God you're gonna God. have plenty of broccoli. <laughs> like yo, man, give me give me some bourbon yo, and broccoli. Are off the hook. He's got the broccoli. <laughs> I want that Jack and broccoli shot. You yo. do have a lot of cutting boards in your apartment. I, I think have I, two I think, cutting boards. I think that's a lot of. Cu- that's the one's really big too. They came as a big, uh, as big as your counter. It's a package deal. That's pretty awesome. I do like wood counter uh, wood cutting boards. Actually, it's interesting. Wood cutting boards is actually more hygienic than uh, plastic cutting boards, and here's why. So, um, plastic cutting boards, you have to wash them, um, and they're artificial, and when you cut into it, those little grooves that go into it, food Mm, can actually get stuck in there, versus a wooden cutting board still gets grooves, Uh but because of the wood themselves, I don't actually know what it's called, but there are little pores inside that when they feel like there's a foreign object Mm. on them, they close up. Interesting. So when you're actually cutting things, the wood doesn't absorb as much as uh, you would think. Look, more problems with plastics. I'm I'm not telling... We've got to get rid of plastics. I'm against plastics. I like ceramics. I like... I, I like uh, woods, glass. you know, glass, etc. You know, this, these are the, our, our, you know, plastics. I honestly think is one of the most, I mean, one of the greatest inventions we had in the 20th, 20th century. But as far as uh, as as you know, environmental purposes and health purposes, I think it's like one of the worst. We got to get rid of it. I agree. I, I think I think Tim and Dave's show should really. I mean, advocate even up for the, to the freaking 1960s, you didn't have these plastic containers all over the place. We right. can do without. And it's them. actually interesting because a lot of them they found had can- like the earlier ones they used for like Tupperwares and stuff caused cancer. Uh, and um, until they figured out better ways around it. And then, by the way, if you don't have plastics anymore, you can't have your on-the-go iced coffee, so you got to go to a place, sit there, and, you know, mm. your daily motion of life right. isn't so dictated by the demands That's of the right. market. That's right. Like, how would you have... Well, probably in paper. It would probably be paper cups... They have paper cup ones. I guess that's true. I, I can live with that. Paper cups that are biodegradable. I'm going to have to look into that one. Well... Either way, I love Wawa, so okay. um, and they have great, great coffee. Speaking about service industry, oh yeah, 
We know we've we've, we've had a lot of opinions this. on this. We've service talked industry. about this. So the Great Recession is over. Yeah. Okay. And honestly, and I'm again, I'm not trying to back on anybody out there who works in the service industry. And mm-hmm. maybe I'm getting we older. We both worked in the service. We industry did for many years. For many years. And and honestly, it's a hard job. It's 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 a it's a very hard job to deal with people that are just annoying, etc. But I don't know if it's just my luck or if it's my no. Age. It's not just you. The service is getting much worse. I'm getting worse and worse service. I, I can't was get anyone a, who knows how to slice cheese at a deli. I, I was just at a restaurant. Restaurant uh, this this weekend, um, and it took me more four four or five minutes uh-huh. to get a seat. It took forever, huh. and you know, I also when I was trying to order, they didn't take my menu when I was done. Hmm, that's and weird. Furthermore, every time they came in, they interrupted our conversation. Uh-huh. I think that's the rudest thing a server can yeah, do. Yeah, they're you, supposed to have tact. You, uh, it's it's so frustrating it's mm-hmm. like i'm spending time i'm spending money yeah. i can do this literally anywhere uh-huh. in the world. and it wasn't some cheap you know crusty restaurant mm. either it was i would say mid-scale you know mid-scale mid-scale and, and you know it's like i'm not trying to be a snob I, we had guests as well with us and i said uh-huh. you know i i, I didn't want to sound like because i'm usually pretty coy pretty nice with yeah, all yeah. Stuff, but i just had it up to here i was like what the hell is going on you know what i mean um so then afterwards we i uh you know i i found myself at a uh, at a bar Mm. And we weren't being served timely. Uh-huh. I mean, I knew it was one o'clock yeah. in the in the in the morning, and I and I was I was completely stone sober, like nothing. Crazy, mm. was not drunk at all. Yeah, and they wouldn't serve us. Like they would take forever. And then at like one forty five, we stopped serving alcohol. Here's another thing: Why do bars do that? I don't know. One forty five. Legal limit is two two o'clock. You say you're open till two. Serve me my yeah. goddamn shot. You know Who what I'm saying? Why? Freaking rude as anything and then after a couple of rounds that went by i know for a fact that they took more money than they should have out of the bill but i was like to whatever about mm-hmm. it so then this, this story doesn't end i go to a, ple- a pizza place nearby because i want some pizza mm. and then they start trash talking me about you know who's trash talking the you? pizza people the, what are they saying some college kid um i said something i'm just getting pizza for my girlfriend or whatever and then they say back well she doesn't look very happy I was like, what the hell? And she wasn't even in the building. She was outside grabbing a smoke. And that's I was a like, strange interaction. So then while we got, and I was like, you know what? That's very rude, but I'm still going to tip you. But uh-huh. you really got to work on your people skills here. Mm. And I was so ticked off. So after that, even, um, I started bitching about how at the place we were at, like how universities spend money on stupid, frivolous things. Yeah. Like, uh-huh. There's a technology building going up in town yeah, right yeah. now. Nonsense. They, they literally just built a new owl statue. And I'm thinking, like, <laughs> this is where your money's going from Tyler yeah, or, or uh-huh. wherever you go. Uh-huh. And then these group of youngsters. Youngsters, huh? Probably 21, 22, uh-huh. 23. Started laughing at the jokes as I'm loud and obnoxious yeah. as I usually am. And my and you know my girlfriend's telling me to shut up because we're trying to eat pizza. And then I said, and I, they asked me, do I go to temple uh-huh. and i said no i'm not from the area he's like really and i was like does it sound like i go to temple no and i was like yeah what does it sound like i come from and they said the way you talk you sound like a, like an accountant and i was oh, like yeah. what is that supposed oh, to mean well that's not the way you talk that was just you're talking about costs and expenditures and stuff no, i'm pretty sure they said about i think they were talking no about this is no i don't think so i think they're talking about the subject matter okay fair enough but i don't think that's I mean, listen, no, no, listen, no, 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 Hear this, hear this. Okay. I think that's screwed up because yeah. shouldn't everyone be yes, worried about the, right. where money is coming but from? Many, when are, you're spe- many people don't think about <sighs> well, they're things. All t- they were all art students. So. Well, there you go. Gosh darn it. So then, then they asked if, if my girlfriend and I were married. And I was like, what is going on tonight? Do I look old? I look great. I have a haircut. I got what, a- does that ha- what does that have to do with anything? Well, I asked. So like, do, why, do, why do you think I'm married? Why, 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 why not? Do I why, look- why wouldn't you? 
What? You look late twenties. That, that doesn't match. That's a marriage that's age. Not, that's not. That's just alien. So that was a really odd night with service. I and mean, okay, the, all the service stuff I can get behind you on that one, but this one it just sounds like really weird psychological problems you're having right now. So okay. I'm not. I'm not going to. <laughs> I'm not going to co-sign on that complaint, but I'm the just, service industry, you're right. And it is the economy. Right, Because right. back when we were youngsters yes. working these crappy jobs, yep. like, you couldn't find anything. People like us couldn't find anything better, right? Right, right. I mean, but, all, but, the, all, the, jobs, all okay. the jobs, a level above that were being taken up by people who had just been laid off from, like, their 20-year careers, right, right? Right. So we couldn't compete with those kind of people, so we were shoved down into these worst jobs. Nowadays, like, last summer, right, I had that... um insurance job yeah. it was a good job good environment right. um paid 15 dollars an hour right, right. most of the other people who were working in that program were like 22 23 year old college students mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. i mean back when i was their age like maybe you know four or five years previous yeah. a job like that would have been snapped up by you know middle-aged people who right. had gotten laid off from much better jobs and this is what they have to make exactly. do with for now exactly. but now those people you know they're on their more steady careers that are paying better than that so you know regular generally intelligent college students can get those better jobs they don't have to go for the food service or grocery stores or whatever so now those jobs have to hire from more marginal people in terms of ability and personality and again and and, 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 you know i want to put a disclaimer out here again not to say everyone in those positions exactly i'm not saying if you are working in a service industry you're x y i treat everybody as a person as you as Mm -hmm. you as well i'm just noticing (laughs) (laughs) we got to draw a line somewhere (laughs) (laughs) and that's where i'm drawing the line But um, but I just it's just for my observations, it's becoming so frustrating with the fact that like I don't even want to go out anymore. Like uh-huh. you know, I made burgers last night and I was happy with it. You yeah. know what I mean? But I will say this: I've been using Grubhub a lot. What do you mean using? Like using to Grubhub order? to order stuff? Yeah. 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 Well, I go. You probably order it to get delivered. Yeah, yeah. So lazy. Yeah, I am. Lazy. I order it to pick stuff up. Why would you do that? Why would I? Do, why would I pay? Literally, some guy, literally, I pay you have a five dollar to... service fee and tip someone just so I don't have to walk. But you're st- you're still paying a five dollar service fee. No, I'm not. If you order it, no, you don't. If you're doing pickup, it's a five dollar service. No, fee. it's not. Yes, it is. No, it's not. I, all right, we're gonna have to look it up eventually. Okay, it's okay. not. It should be because it shouldn't unless be. you're not paying for, unless you're buying a place that's not serve. Like there is no, like the fee to order on the app is what uh-huh. the fee is, and then you pay for delivery. A fee. I don't think there is. There's a fee to actually use the app because it's convenient because you're seeing the whole menu and you don't have to call somebody Are you up. Sure, but I don't Pos- think so. Absolutely positive. You would have gotten it cheaper, and I also found too hmm. certain restaurants charge more for their items. Yeah, that's on true. Grubhub that's true. Than if you would have had to just mm-hmm. order it on the phone. So that's sometimes true. I just look at the menu on Grubhub because it's much more accessible mm-hmm. and just order from the actual business yeah. establishment and sometimes they even have a deliver person who will deliver from their business without even using grubhub yeah that's true but delivery you're all the restaurant's still going to charge you a service fee and you have to tip a guy it's not, not worth well it. in grubhub yeah for sure no, no even when you just called order there's no, a, sometimes there's a, it's a service fee sometimes not okay. all not all usually the time. sometimes I, I don't well maybe in philadelphia it's a little different everywhere but. i've ever lived tim it's I, been like this no not necessarily not necessarily. You, you got to hunt around. You got to hunt around for your. All right, if I, you say so. I found a burger is a burger is a burger is a burger when it's twelve o'clock at midnight. Some it's hard <laughs> to find. It's hard to find a good burger these days. Well, well, it's, that's that's true. what I find. That's true. I, I Temple University had this really good um, burger place. It was called um, mm, I think it was called Night Owl. Hmm. You know what I mean? And um, no, was it wasn't Night Owl? What was it called? It was. Uh, 
munchies. I think mm. it was called munchies. That's okay. the, that was a great burger. And mm. the, the crazy thing is they didn't charge you extra for adding extra toppings. Wow. I know, right? So literally, I was buying like... I just stacked up the, the service person. The person who owned it was kind of weird, though. Yeah. I think he was just a, a weird person. Uh-huh. Uh, that happened so, so it went away, and it's no longer there. Oh, man. Um, but, yeah, I mean, that's 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 the way, it, you know, the ball rolls. I do like – I do – I think you can make a good burger, though. I think, yeah. I uh-huh. think get some halal beef. Halal? Why? Yeah. I, it's a, no different. Honestly, it's a better quality beef. All right. I'll, I'll accept Halal, that. Angus, sor- or sirloin, mm-hmm. whatever you want. Go Halal to- isn't a different kind of animal. You know? I know what it is. Okay, it means okay. cleaner. It means better prod- production. It means fresher meats. Any- uh, you, maybe. Okay. It just the, the, the cooking equipment's much more, much more sanitary. They don't mix the pork. They don't mix the beef all together. Right, all right, all right. I think they're more meticulous. I think they mm. take their job more seriously than the run-of-the-joe you know, guy that's just mixing, you know, lamb and and freaking scrabble into into the same <laughs> yeah, grinder when great. they're making. I hate scrabble. That's so good. Scrapple p. I don't care. So Boggle. good. I'm, I'm gonna make some up when you, when you come over. <laughs> yeah, Boggle. Boggle. <laughs> One thing you're gonna be sure of, ladies and gentlemen, if you go to Tim's house or mm-hmm. Tim's apartment for a birth uh, for a party, <laughs> he'll have scrabble. Scrapple every scrabble and scrapple. Scrapple and broccoli. <laughs> That's what you're getting here. That'd be a good uh, breakfast. Ugh, God. I, maybe the broccoli. I do like broccoli. Then have it's, some. No, not the bro- not, I'm not eating your refrigerator uh, broccoli. My God. Anyways, the thing about eating healthy, Kim Jong-un. Okay. Fat bastard. Well, there we go. There you <laughs> okay. go. So, big things are going on in North Korea. Yeah, that happen happened all summer. overnight. Like, I was, so, I often go to sleep and I fall asleep to Fox News. If I had MSNBC <laughs> on my cable lineup, Tim I'd needs fall a girlfriend. To that. I'm sorry, but I fall asleep to Fox News. <laughs> Fox News lulls him to sleep. Exactly. So, like oh. everyone, you know, you wake up in the middle oh. of the night for <laughs> Glenn Beck. <laughs> he's not on sleep. Fox News anymore. Bill O'Reilly. Okay, he's not on Fox News Who anymore. Who the hell's on Fox News anymore? Uh, Tucker Carl's. <laughs> <laughs> Tucker Carl's. Tucker, oh, Tucker. Tucker. Baby. <laughs> Okay. Obama. <laughs> so anyway. Oh my God. Tim. You know, you wake up in the middle of the night for like a minute or so. Yeah. So that happens, and as I'm waking up, I hear you know bits and fragments of how the news reports going. Mm-hmm. Oh, North Korea, they detonated another bomb. Yada yada. Right, right. It sounds more like significant than usual, but still, I'm tired, so I go back to sleep. Right. And like, even in the middle of the night, so I have the Guardian app on my phone. And sometimes it like dings you with like a special. So you really need to get a girlfriend. And sometimes your it whole life you. revolves around Tucker talking you to sleep on Fox. <laughs> Guardians dinging you at night, like all based on news. Yeah, well, my it's true. My life is based on the news. By the way. I've taken to oh my God. so much news. Oh, my right? God. Ladies like, and gentlemen, I walk thing. into his apartment today, and he literally, his, his his coffee table is, like, meticulously organized with three books in a stationary position it's with a notepad. You got his cell phone charging, a calculator right there. Like, the whole thing, looks like, know, the thing looks like an office space. For I needed to run some figures, okay? <laughs> okay, go Actually, on. Actually, I did run some figures. All right, Tim, go for it. Okay, so anyway, you know. He's, he's holding up a notebook, ladies and gentlemen inundated with unbelievable amounts of information every day right? oh my god that means you don't remember as much uh-huh. like a guy like you if you read a, a book like you'll me. remember it for a while yeah because you don't read that much uh, but a guy like me i read so much asshole. that like it gets <laughs> it gets lost I, in know, the... <laughs> I know a lot and i don't ever forget i know this. i'm kidding it gets lost in the flood the name drop thomas coon the other day okay i know him the invention of air is that him no uh, or is yeah, he Steven the other Johnson. guy yeah thomas coon is the guy you he's know a, he's a he's a scientific he's a physicist he's yeah a, he is a a, 
a scientific historian. Yeah. What what's the, what's the his, ma- his, name of his major work? Uh, the I think the science of of, of in, in technological revolutions. He he, okay. he coined the phrase paradigm shift. Okay. So anyway. I'm inundated with. I so learned much... that literally five years ago, Tim, in history for uh, three hundred for the history of history. I'm inundated with historiography so class, and I haven't forgot them. So don't tell me I forget things. I never said you forget anything. You remember a lot. Okay, thank you. But when you're consuming so much different information, yes. it gets lost in the flood. If you hear True one enough. thing, you remember it. If True you enough. hear a million things, you're it's hard to remember each. Exactly, it's hard to remember each individual thing. Okay, you're that's being hyperbolic. So I find that. I have taken to, when I'm reading the news, the specifically interesting things. Like, it's not like I write a note about everything I read. Mm-hmm. But when I read, some, read something specifically interesting for a couple months, oh I like God. to make a note like, of it so that it, I remember. Has anyone ever watched It's a Beautiful Mind? Like, and you started writing all over the walls. This is how this so, begins. You start writing write, in notebooks. Yeah, I Sam, like I think your psychological state is, is coming to a, to a headwind here. I don't Eventually, think so. you're going to start putting posit notes all over your wall trying to find who, who killed with, JFK. What's wrong with being informed? I want to be informed, so I read, and the specifically interesting things. I don't want to forget something that I specifically find interesting. Just make a blog. So I make a note. Like, you know, okay, little Tim. different things. Okay, Tim. What's the last thing you wrote? Last thing I wrote would have been today. I wrote a note about an interesting article I read about... Um, so now, 16 of the 20 largest French cities mm-hmm. are located in or near what was a Roman settlement compared to only two out of 20 of the largest British cities. So the um, structure of Roman settlements has a much bigger impact on the current structure of the French state and economy than it does on the British state and economy. That would kind of make more Which sense. makes sense because, They're closer, you know, the mainland, British, and the British Yeah, and just... the British fell earlier. Right. Britain was like the first place to be truly lost out of the Roman well, um, yeah. orbit. Right. Which is interesting. So there you go. That's what I read. Who wrote that? Um, I don't know. It was some um blog. Po- it was a blog post about an academic paper. Why don't you write a blog? I mean, I think this is pretty like just Timmy's snippets of the day, like or something eh, like that. I guess I don't know what kind of market there is. There's a lot. I'm of sure stuff there's like a that Reddit that someone would give a crap about. And yesterday, not yesterday, but I think the day before, I wrote a bit about um, I read a lot about um, the relationship between Israel and Lebanon. So I wrote some notes about that, so I don't forget. You I know, was, different have stuff. You ever, have we ever touched on this topic, how, why it's called Lebanon Baloney? Lebanon Baloney? Yeah. Because there's a town in Pennsylvania called Lebanon. Lebanon, Pennsylvania. Now, does that derive from Lebanon? Probably. There's a, like, there's a Bethlehem, right? Yeah. In Philadelphia, and not in Pennsylvania. I think there's a but Jerusalem. Wait, is it Baloney Pork? Yeah. That whole thing is a conundrum. Uh-huh. And Bologna <laughs> is, pr- is pronounced Bologna, really, because From of Germans. the city. Bologna, no, Italy. Bologna. Italy. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I'm thinking of uh, Frankfurt. So, Lebanon, Bologna, you got two cities. Speaking about Frankfurt, they just found a bomb in Frankfurt. Really? An old World War II bomb. That, Interesting. They had to, they, they had to, um, to uh, properly disarm it. It's uh, They had to evacuate as part of Frankfurt uh, of 65,000 people. It's the, largest, wow. it's the largest evacuation that occurred since World War II in, in, this, in, in Germany. Very interesting. So, anyways. Wait, where did we... South Korea. Uh, North, North Korea. Korea. Okay, anyways, go, go on. So, Timmy goes to sleep with Tucker and the Guardian. Go yeah. on. 
like so i have the guardian app and sometimes it'll dig you on your on your (laughs) ding you on your phone just like tucker carlson will it'll ding you on your phone (laughs) ding you when like it has a specific like breaking news right right and normally they don't do it at night because you know these apps are you know timed with an algorithm like people don't want to be interrupted at night but this thing dinged me at like 3 a.m with Mm -hmm. this north korea story right so i saw that and i'm like it's dinging me this late it must be pretty important and the picture they used was like an exploded like a nuclear explosion yeah, right, right so and i'm just coming out of sleeping so my brain isn't fully functioning <laughs> oh my I'm god like, oh my god did freaking north korea actually bomb someone <laughs> no no they did not they Unfor- just, not yet no it's getting crazy though and i've been saying this since 2005 like uh-huh. no one listened to me i wrote a paper about it and everything and i've said this before you're on, on the cutting edge of the north korea situation i have been on top of this and taking it seriously for a very long time and mm. i think a lot of people just thought i was crazy it's been almost over 10 years now and it's still going on yeah and honestly i just think as i said since the day one it needs to be resolved here's the thing though north korea um their strategy is a success you go know on, go on america go on. so when america doesn't like a regime what do we tend to do uh, overthrow it right either directly through our military actions or by funding their military enemies yeah we did it to iraq We've done it various times in South America. We did it in um, Libya. We just tried to do it in Syria. Thank God we failed. But we tried to do it, right? Now, obviously, wouldn't we like to do that with North Korea? Of course we would. What's keeping us from really exerting the pressure? China? Yeah, but they have their their own... um, What's the word? Card up their sleeve. This nuclear program, they have it. It's functioning. It looks like they can produce nuclear why. weapons. I, don't think, I think it is. I don't think that's why. I, I, think, I, I think, think it adds an element of danger. Yeah, we could have take, he, they haven't had nuclear... No, it's the idea of you don't fight a crazy person, right? Yeah, I get that, but let's... Like, if we really start exerting the pressure we usually we, exert on these regimes, who knows what they'll do because they now have that capability. No, I think I honestly think it's because of China. It's honestly because I of China. I think that's a factor, but I think them... They, they only have had nuclear capacities for the past maybe 15, 20 years tops. Uh-huh. Tops. And they no, but no, and no, no. Been, listen, the, listen, listen, let me say this. The support of a rival but still powerful power isn't enough to deter us because Russia didn't want us involved in Syria, but we did it anyway because Syria wasn't holding any kind I think of Trump card. I think that's different, though. I think that's different. It's I, a little different, but I think I it's... think America has had, and I think most countries in this, in, in many regards, have has had a history of using other means to to get what they want through guerrilla f- factions or sub uh, or sub uh, or subgroups of, uh-huh. of political leaders, etc. It's not like it's new. We did play our card back in 1950. Uh-huh. Okay, when we the Korean War was taking place, we did play that card yeah. of uh-huh. supporting a faction. We didn't do it to the extent of f- of uh, finality uh-huh. uh, as we have in other cases, due to the fact that Russia and China had the North Korea's backing. That was an ideological war. Uh-huh. See, and then eventually we just said, "Screw it, let's split the damn thing in half and be done with it." Yeah. Okay. Uh-huh. Sixty odd years later. But I mean, if we didn't do that, year, North, well, the North would have beaten the South. At that point, I don't know. That's a debatable. Um, at that point, the North was way more developed than the South, because that's where you know. Well, if you look where, at no, but you know what? You if you look at it, the South was going to lose until we came in. Yeah, for and sure. Then, and then and then for the next two or three years, it was a standstill at the 49th parallel uh-huh. or 69th parallel, whatever yeah. it is. Um, 
And in any case, so after that was drawn and that and that you know that our armistice took place, mm-hmm. um, it was then all right, fine. We can't go to war anymore. It's just going to be futile. Okay. Mm-hmm. Even um, Mark MacArthur said, "Let's just drop tactical nukes." And Mark I, MacArthur. Um, not Mark. Uh, not Mark. General MacArthur. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Whatever. Uh, General MacArthur. Is it Mark. I don't know. Okay, go ahead. Uh, um, MacArthur said, "Let's just drop tactical nukes," and Eisenhower said, "Hell no!" And that yeah, actually was uh-huh. the precipice of 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 MacArthur trying yeah, to run for a true. presidential mm-hmm. campaign because uh, he fell out of the favor of mm-hmm. Eisenhower. Yeah. But I think for whatever reason, the public view was, you know, you are a World War II hero, you are a war dog, but this is not the type of person we yeah, want in the Cold exactly. War, which uh-huh. was based upon uh, diplomacy and backdoor politics mm-hmm. and, and you know, in espionage. Which yeah. MacArthur was not that. He mm-hmm. grew up in a different generation of man. Versus this is a complete. It's like wartime consigliere, and we need a peacetime consigliere. Yeah, or consigliere is a counselor. So anyhow, we did play our hand with South and North Korea, and we, and, and we failed to take care of the situation. Mm-hmm. And then, as history has shown us, you know, we've done it in different areas, as you said. You know, South America, we took care of that. We because we had pretty much dominance in that part of the world, mm-hmm. except for Cuba, but we took care of that too with. Uh, we uh, sure tried Kennedy. to take care of we Cuba. T- well, the Bay of Pigs, right? Yeah. And then and Kennedy actually stepping his foot down and saying, "Let's do this. You want to go into a nuclear war?" And if you look at back at that, that's actually a pretty fascinating piece of history. But mm. we won't get too far into it as uh, as of right now. But there's a lot of parallels we could draw. Uh, then Vietnam. So we did have our successes and failures of doing so. But in those times, we still have lost. In Vietnam, there was no nuclear capacity. There uh-huh. was no trump card. What took us out of Vietnam? China and Russia. Okay? Yeah, that's true. But we still tried. We haven't tried anything in North Korea. We had, they hold no, that no, card. we had tried. And that will, and we lost yeah, that Yeah, way game. back. If, okay, normally, and we would keep our, trying. No, we wouldldn't. Because then we said, fine. If you say so. No, because then that was a different campaign. Uh-huh. Because then what happened was, fine, we could go to war for more years, whatever. But let's do another type of war. A war of ideology. Hmm. What economic system would prosper more? And we won that war. Yeah, uh-huh. And now we have already won. There's not a doubt in any person's mind that South Korea has economic stability like no other country has. After it go- actually is like astounding. South Korea's IMF. I don't think there's anything. They, it's nobody. Um, it's a freaking Asian miracle. I mean, okay? Japan is close, but Japan was compared to the yeah. other Asian countries. Japan was already way ahead. Yeah. Of the so, curve. so the, the the fact of the matter is simply this, and also too, and also too, it's even more fascinating is that south korea went through hold on one second i accidentally switched this off then i switched it back on is that going to mess up anything going forward uh no okay all right timmy doesn't know how to use a microphone correct but you you know that it was on the whole time right yeah it was on the whole time okay thank you timmy (sighs) this is the guy i have to work with ladies and gentlemen anyhow the point is is that a notebook and then we'll talk david (laughs) the notebook what are you freaking uh (laughs) light from death note get the notebook Uh, anyhow, I don't get the reference. It's anime; it doesn't matter. Okay. Um, so, anyhow, uh, but for the past twenty to twenty-five years, even going in the turn of the century, mm-hmm. Korea, uh, North, uh, all of Korea was under Japanese occupation, and, yeah. they, and they weren't too hot with them either. Mm-hmm. So they had a lot going against them, and I think you know the reason why we didn't necessarily want to continue on with the South Korea uh, with the Korean War was we pretty much said, "Fine, this is a war of ideology. Mm-hmm. Who can do better, capitalism or communism?" Communism. Obviously, capitalism won in this in, uh-huh. in this term. Um, but as far as where it's come about, I don't think the nuclear arms piece is the reason why behind of it because it's still a war of ideology. It's just that China can't keep hold of North Korea anymore. That's literally, in my opinion, Although, again, my I think opinion. China wants North Korea to look a little like the crazy guy because then you say, who do we value to keep the crazy guy in line? China. 
I think Trump is the is the is the uh, unknown factor here now. I think yeah, every, that's true. And I honestly think, but Trump, his policy is staying subordinate to the regular neocon establishment. Uh possibly. He hasn't gone outside of what they want. To well, do I think much. I think I think if anybody who's going to be in the, that office, as far as taking care of the North Korean crisis and actually like putting in the the, the last nail in the coffin, you think it's it'd gonna, be Trump? It, because he's that. He's he's the guy who's going to say one day we got to do this and, and I got to do it because I'm Trump. Yeah, exactly. That's yeah. that's honestly how I see it. And uh, not that I want war, but I want this to be done with. It's six. Mm. This is a sixty old year relic. Yeah, I'm done with the Berlin Wall. Didn't even last this long for mm. God's sakes. You know what I mean? And it, this is just a remnant of the Cold War. A unified Korea would be really interesting. And I think that's what I think that's what China's afraid of. Oh, I think, for sure. I think that's what I think because a unified Korea would. Be in the orbit of America yeah. because they wouldn't keep the North system; exactly. they'd adopt the South Obviously. system. Obviously, I think Russia would just be as scared. You know what I mean? I don't mean? think Russia cares that much. I think Russia cares to a degree in which Russia a- cares about the Mediterranean. Um, right. China cares about, but the I think Asian it's, area. I think it's all under that same umbrella, though. Yeah, of, of, uh-huh. of that of that idea. In general, Russia Russia would be happy that there's more countries who are adversarial with America. Exactly, that's what I'm they saying. don't want America. The end to game be that is powerful. there. The end game is there. Yeah. Um, but I will say this too. Um, it's interesting because for the first time, I think, oh God, I don't even know if there was technically a ban on traveling to North Korea ever. It's just that people didn't yeah, travel to North question. Korea. I don't think there is the, on but, our part. On our part. But then they started letting foreigners in who were American probably yeah, maybe, not a good idea. maybe like six, seven years ago. Uh-huh. Uh, but now we have an official travel ban. We are oh, American okay. citizens hmm. are not allowed to travel to North Korea anymore. Okay. It is The ban was enacted, I think. In September first, it was start. It was it was passed in July. I uh-huh. think after the whole incident where that yeah, yeah. you know uh-huh. American college student who who, who I think who it's passed. a good ban. It's of course a good ban. Yeah. Like I always wanted to go to North Korea, but I don't want to. See what yeah, it's ju- like. But I do not want to go to North Korea. No, you don't know go I mean? to North this Korea. This is not. It's not. It's the the, the allure is gone. It's just dangerous. Yeah. It's just dangerous. I'm just checking my levels here. Okay, we're good. So. Um, yeah, so that's that's been enacted, and then I hear if I hear one more damn thing, I wonder, Mister Notebook. Yeah, all these ideas about sanctions and sanctions. Uh-huh. I've been hearing about sanctions for the past six, seven, eight years now. What else is there to sanction? What really can you do? Are, what North Korea? Yeah, we've pretty much sanctioned them as much as they get. That's sanctioned. what I'm saying. Then why do people suggest? Why we there needs to be a diplomatic? Per, you know, you know what I mean? Like this. I think we. I think the idea is to get China to enforce more sanctions because China yeah. is what funds their economy because they buy all their. Well, minerals. it's done. It's done. I think. I think it's a. It's a. It's. It's a. It's a lost cause. I. I just. I just hope whatever happens, our missile defense systems actually are yeah. what they say they are. True. Because I heard a, a, a report from a general, the reason why we're not going to war with North Korea is because within 30 minutes, half the population of North South Korea will, oh, yeah. uh-huh. will be diminished. And I said to myself, well, what? how is that possible? I thought we had a missile defense system. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, how is that even feasible? Well, the thing is, since no one's launched a offensive nuclear weapon since we dropped one on Japan. Right. I mean, you know, you can't really know how effective these things are. They haven't been tested. I mean, they've tested missile defense systems. They mm-hmm. have. It's just... I don't know. I don't know. It's 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 a it's a it's a gambit either way. Um, but speaking about Asia, I guess we're on the topic. The okay. the last uh, last week, the pro- the ex prime minister of Thailand went in exile to oh, Dubai really? to escape prosecution for hmm. a scandal that cost Thailand over a billion dollars over rice. She was actually gonna, <laughs> I, over rice. Over rice. It was like a rice scandal. Whatever. She said she said she was innocent, but then she missed her court date. She's probably not innocent. No, probably well, not. Honestly, and you know, her brother, know. Her brother did the same damn thing. I though. mean, that whole her brother was a prime minister. Yeah, the whole country is pretty corrupt. Yeah. So you never know. It could be infighting. Could be trumped up charges. But yeah. I would think any high member of politics in Thailand 
an authoritarian country with a military regime, I believe. I wouldn't I wouldn't put corruption past them. No, not at all. And I think too it's just that 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 whole, you know, the whole idea of of the allowing such an incident to happen even even uh even in Thailand. I know cuz the Philippines are also having issues. It's just yeah. that the Philippines The Philippines with, are interesting with that guy Rodrigo yeah, Duterte. Yeah, with the whole with the whole war on drugs. I really I I tried to crazy. look the whole I tried to look the bonkers. other day. I couldn't find any good statistics on whether like it's working. It's probably not. Cuz who knows? I really maybe 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 not. I want to see the numbers. Yeah, it's it is it is a shame that that reminds me of like um the 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 def, the uh, the dictators uh, of South America in the 1980s, just the uh-huh. brutality behind all. That's kind yeah. of kind of it gives me a reminiscence of that sort of thing. Sort of, although he's not he's not using the violence against ideological enemies. No, he's using it against criminals. But no, not necessarily though. True, because you're they, right. They're saying that people that are completely right. innocent are uh-huh. just, uh, when, are just when dying. You, yeah, when you institute a lawless system like that right. there's going to be collateral damage right. but it is ostensibly directed against criminals Correct. not against ideological political but, but yeah but you know how that game works uh what was it was it argentina that had the same sort of thing where they were just taking up people who were um or was it what was it was it argentina chile, chile. it was that Pinochet, it was chile yeah. where they were just taking people out of their houses and then putting them in jail cells yeah. and then having dogs rape them literally yeah, no, okay, you know okay. I mean? that that example that's you're thinking of pinochet okay. that's the one everyone brings yeah up. so i'm just saying like that's exactly the same system and mm-hmm. they they were they, they um there's a great play that was written about that actually um i read it in university i forget what it's called now um i think i let you borrow it actually doesn't sound familiar. Yeah, well, whatever. I'll get to it later. The premise of the play was is that there was a person that came in that needed help with the car, and then the woman that was in the house with her husband recognized that person's face, or not the face, the voice. Mm. And then the, after interrogating them, they found in his car a cassette of the exact same um, classical music song that would be played during her own um, torture uh-huh. during the time in which it took place. And the, and the premises behind the play is that how do countries get over these, these atrocities uh-huh. And these men that were part of them slip back into society unnoticed sometimes. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It's the whole yeah. idea of retribution and mm-hmm. forgiveness and things of that nature. Well, I mean, nature. of course, we all know how the, you know, the Nazis, that's where they find Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's just evil people do find sometimes to get away with the things that they do. Speaking of which, I do want to bring up something from our free speech debate last episode. Mm. Where you, you, you dropped something and I wanted to address it, but the debate was so hot and we just kept going and I couldn't address mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. So, in your defense of restricting the rights of certain people okay. to say what they want to say, you brought up that we already have free speech restrictions. For example, you can't yell fire in a crowded theater. Okay. Now, there's a very interesting background to that um, phrase. The, the person who used that analogy was um, Wendell Holmes, a okay. Supreme Court justice. When trying a case... Um, it was um, actually a case that originated here in Philadelphia mm-hmm. relating to the draft in World War I. There was a socialist newspaper which sent out flyers to men of draft age saying the draft is unconstitutional. You should assert your rights and deny being draft. It's called Death and the Maiden. That's the play I okay. was thinking of. All so right, anyway, this socialist newspaper in Philadelphia sent flyers to draft age men okay. saying the draft is unconstitutional. You okay. need to assert your rights and refuse the draft because, of course, they're the socialist newspaper. They're against these imperial wars, yada, yada. Yep, yep, yep. So 
Um, the government prosecuted them based on the Espionage Act, which had a whole bunch of, you know, speech and protest restrictions right. based around World right. War One. And the justice found that, no, they couldn't sub, uh, send out these flyers against the draft mm -hmm. because um, hampering a country's military effort was a, quote unquote, clear and present danger. Okay. Like yelling fire in a crowded theater is a quote-unquote clear and present danger. And that was the case that for a while set the standard on what the limits of the First Amendment were. Was Correct. a clear and present danger, okay. such as yelling fire in a crowded okay. theater. Later, that was um, adjudicated in another Supreme Court case where it was found that decision needed to be overturned. Okay, and so we need a, a, let's do ahead. a timeline thing. So the first, the first one was done during World War II, you said, right? World War I. World War War, excuse me. And that, was, and that was probably going through 1916, 19, 1917. I believe, yeah. Okay. Uh -huh. um, and then it was re it was, that ruling was adjudicated at, at later, a later date. Then, yeah. Do you know when, when that was? When there was another case. I think this was sometime in the 1960s. Okay. What happened was, I think 1970, actually, there was a protest at a university. Okay. And an anti-Vietnam protest. Okay. And all the students were out in the streets, and the police were in there to, mm -hmm. um, re to what's the word, restore order. Mm -hmm. So they ordered the people off the streets, right. pushed, the, pushed the protesters off the streets. Right. One of the protesters said something like, it doesn't matter, we'll take back the street later. Now, then, that person was prosecuted based on the clear and present danger um, idea in the um, original case that by this guy advocating that he was advocating for breaking the law and retaking the street, mm -hmm. that provided a clear and present danger to public order. Okay. Now, this time, the um, Supreme Court said, this isn't enough. What he said has to be legal. And now... What still stands as the standard of the limit of the First Amendment okay. is that it has to be an imminent incitement to illegal act. Actually, there's two things. One, it has to be an imminent incitement to illegal action. And two, the speaker has to have been reasonably aware that his speech would lead immediately to a breaking of a law. And it was found that what that guy said, we're just going to retake the street, isn't enough because it wasn't imminent. It was found that what he was saying right. referred to a um, illegal action to be taken at some undisclosed future time, mm -hmm. rather than an illegal action that he is now calling to be immediately taken right now, and that he has a reasonable belief will lead to that illegal action being taken right now. That's the um, current standard on the limits of the First Amendment, and obviously the protest in Charlottesville doesn't meet that requirement. Well, obviously, because they didn't actually prosecute them. I think what the real bone of contention is here, too, because I did a little bit of research myself, uh -huh. is that truly they, by the current standards of the law, couldn't be prosecuted because there's no law against hate speech. Yeah, of course okay. not. And I understand that. Uh -huh. I understand that. I'm not, but I'm, I'm thinking, again, as, I, as you said, 1916, 1917, there was a, uh, there was a, you know, a passing of uh, a Supreme Court uh, dictum. Okay, uh -huh. and It might have been closer to... I think it was like 1918, but go ahead. And then, you know, that had to be rejudicated during mm -hmm. the 1960s, 70s, during the Vietnam War. Yeah. You know, that was what, 40 years ago? Uh-huh. So the previous rejudication is another 40 years before that. I think it's time to relook at this. You, you think it's time to re-adjudicate it and make free speech 
less protected. No, 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 no. I think, I think, I think, no, I think, Tim, I think that's just a, I think that's a hollow argument. Come on, give me a break here. Telling me, telling me I'm going to break down. You sound like one of those freaking, like, uh, freaking constitutionalists. Like, don't tell me how to redo this constitution. Mm -hmm. Like, you're going to hollow out the things that our forefathers said. Tim, every 40, 50 years, every law has to be re-looked at to some point and to some degree, okay? I mean, for God's sakes, it only lasted, we had an amendment that took away alcohol in our constitution, Uh and it lasted only about 10 years until they said, Whoa, freaking! You got Joe Maserati over here, and you got freaking uh, Pacabell, freaking uh, Piccini. Okay. Listen, to make, uh, 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 go ahead. Making, making, making some mafioso over here. Okay, uh-huh. like, look, don't tell me that the freaking Constitution, and I'm taking away this and that. I'm simply saying, in a world in which we live in, and again, I don't want. This is why I told you I didn't want to bring this up because this is just what this one happened. The point is, Tim. I think it's important for us to relook at these laws, and I think if patterns as as we see. As the right wing, uh, or, or, or whatever you want to call them, white supremacists, the KKK, the neo-Nazis, whatever, continues to be this way, I think we need to take as a nation a long look at what these things are and say to ourselves, what is really free? I think, it, I think it's fair to say, let's relook at free speech again. No, definitely not. I, that's silly. We're not going to get into that's this silly. too much, but definitely that's that's not. I think no, silly. I think you're I think silly. I think, I think you're dangerous in this. <laughs> I'm dangerous. You're dangerous, okay. Dave. All right. <laughs> dangerous <laughs> Dave. Dirty Dave. Big D. <laughs> What other freaking nicknames have come across in my lifetime? Maybe uh, Tim. I think I think in this in this standpoint, this hate speech is not illegal. Okay, yes. it is not. Correct. I'm not saying that we should make it abhorrently illegal. Okay, I'm saying it should always be legal. No, yes, I, I, I don't think so. I think to a certain extent, we need to relook at what freedom of speech and freedom of speech. If we if we really want to look into it, has changed over time as mm-hmm. what it means. So you to tell me that. God forbid, Dave. You look at look it's for, changed by be, becoming more free. Not necessarily. It's, it's, how, it's, it's, it's in been America. A, it's been a pendulum. In America, it's been a pendulum. Hmm. Tim, one executive order will take away every free speech right you have. Yeah. Okay, and that's constitutionally correct. And honestly, I feel like that's true, and it should be that way. In a time of war, free speech must be limited. Period. Hmm. Okay. That's the that's my including firm, protesting against that war. At times, yes. Hmm. Well, that's a strange. We did it during the Civil War. We did it during World War II. We did it during other aspects of the war. That's my firm belief. So when the bourgeoisie go to war with each other to increase their profits, you you don't want the working class to be able to I said at times... There should be freedom of speech that's and if limited. That, and if that, I'm a realist, and if that is Tim, instituted, I'm not that's an when idealist. it's going to happen. I'm not an idealist. In that's these, when it's going to happen. No, that's when no. that. That's when that. And if it does get worse, Tim, that's then, when that mechanism is going to be used. When the rich people have their war for their own money, and the poor want to say, "We don't want to die for your money," and they try to protest against it, that's when the mechanism you instituted for your utopian ideas is going to be used. I don't think so. I think you're being hyperbolic. Nope. I think you. I being think there's a time and place for foolish. certain things. I think there are time and place for certain things. All right, we've talked about this. We've talked about this enough and mind you freedom of speech was taken away during world war ii uh anybody who was a sympathizer with the nazis were not allowed to be in public and in I public they were not allowed to pro they were not i, I didn't see neo-nazis walking the streets of manhattan saying go hit hail hitler mm-hmm. during world war ii because that was completely illegal and that's mm. the way it should be mm. okay i don't think so that's the way it should be that's i'm sorry no that's just the way it should be and that's just my opinion on the matter and okay i, I think I think these ideas of pure freedom of speech type of topic matters, uh-huh. I think it's too idealistic. And by and the way, I think, now, I think, speaking I think, of my I think books, it's even dangerous. I'm reading two books about the, the rise of the Nazis. Oh, right Jesus now. Christ. I kept reading about this from last week. I've I know, because you're so angry. I know exactly what happened, so I know. Okay, because you read two books, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, and a lot of other articles. Okay, okay. 
Well, Tim, it's been a pleasure. It has been a pleasure. It's been a shorter one than last week. But You're I think, the fascist trying to restrict my rights. I think. I think. Fascist, I think you can go about. Pen- that's, a, that's a pendulum switch. Either way, it's just how I it bet works. The fascist talked about pendulums all the time. I like pendulums, though. Well, you're a fascist. I, would, I, I think would, I think history I is cyclical. I think uh-huh. things are repeated. I think things, yes. I think it truly is just the same old, same old, with this a different picture on it. So you would like the uh, Hindu religion? Uh, I do like the. Uh, it's actually pretty interesting. I know we're trying to end this, but it's actually pretty interesting. So when I was uh, in, in university for my history degree. Mm-hmm. Um, I took a class called the History of History. It's called it's historiography. Yeah, uh-huh. uh, it was history three hundred. It was one of the two of the seminar classes that I needed to take to graduate with a degree, mm-hmm. and I did exceedingly well because go go figure. You listen, take notes, and read the articles, uh-huh. and have an open mind. You are successful. Mm-hmm. And some of the students in there didn't read articles, yeah. didn't listen, and just wanted to fight all the time. And I don't mind fighting a professor. Yeah, I think that's actually supposed to happen. Uh-huh. But the arguments they were using were so stupid. Yes. Uh-huh. So anyhow. Um, we learned about all the, the whole point of that class was to learn about how history has been written. Uh-huh. You know, we, we took the, that's where I actually learned about Thomas Kuhn, yeah. uh, that we were just speaking of. And that's where I learned about, you know, um, it's not the message, it's the medium. That's, that's where uh, I learned. Marshall McLuhan. Exactly. Yeah. That's where I learned about a lot of these great thinkers. It was, it was more of a philosophy of history. Mm-hmm. And, and, uh, around the term, we learned about cyclical yeah. history uh-huh. and, it wasn't so religious in the sense of Hinduism, mm. but the idea that history has, in our standpoint, the Native Americans, etc., have said that there have been cycles, there have been patterns, there have been eras in life where there have been great civilizations, and then they fell for whatever reason, because mm-hmm. they got lost in the time and antiquity, and then great civilizations came about. Some yeah. Native Americans think that this is the last cycle. We are in the last cycle of mm-hmm. of, of history, of this after this era. Everyone, when they're nothing. alive, thinks that's the last time. Well, fair enough. The point is, is that at the end, all the students had to ask or had to answer what did what was their viewpoint on history? Mm. Okay, and some said it's linear, uh-huh. uh, which is bullshit. Um, some sa- some said some said that you know history is this or that, this or whatever. Uh-huh. And then the last one, he said, some, "What about what about cyclical?" Because I didn't raise my hand, uh-huh. and they said the professor uh, said. Who believes in cyclical history? Mm-hmm. I was the only person to raise my hand. Okay. I truly believe. And so you think there were great civilizations yes. that we don't know about? Yes. Hmm. And I, I think here's on a, this earth. Yes. Here's the thing. When I, did they happen? So how far? So back? here's the okay, thing. Go ahead. I think historians are a very strange a lot because I think you can be an economic historian, mm-hmm. you can be a religious historian, you can be an archaeological or ancient historian, uh-huh. and I think a lot of those things are are important in, in different fields. But here's the thing. I think in general academia is too compartmentalized. Yeah. I think I ac- would agree. The way it used to be way it used to be in yes, Greek. Yes, I agree. I know what you're gonna you say. You know, in Greek and, mm-hmm. and any sort of learned everyone people, knew a little bit about And that was just and, and, that, and that's where the idea of liberal arts comes yeah, from in our uh-huh. degree system. But even then it's just watered down reading, honestly. Yeah. But a philosopher was just a man who or woman who loved knowledge, not uh-huh. a sophist. Yes. It was just uh-huh. some poetic individual who wanted to use use their reasoning ability to argue unreasonable topics yeah, but make it, was, it sound reasonable exactly for they're their own pseudo advantage. sophisticated individuals uh-huh. right pseudo academics and you know i think that's where i kind of fell on the wayside of many of the classes that i took in history because mm-hmm. 
it catered to sophistry. You know yeah. what I mean? Uh-huh. But then when it came to me, what about my – this class particular really opened up my eyes and that's why I started taking on my minor in philosophy where if I was to really push the envelope to become a better historian, uh-huh. I really need to have an interdisciplinary approach to these things because yeah. uh-huh. I don't want to be just the guy that talks about whether the Civil War could have been avoided or if Abraham Lincoln was the best president in the world. Mm-hmm. Like in America, I think that's the – 75% of all historians are just debating over the same garbage that's been talked about for the past 100 years yeah. in American history. Uh-huh. I think where the real excuse me, I think where the real innovations are coming from in our in our historical community is those who start saying actually let's kind of take science as a perspective of history or let's take uh, ancient civilizations and part them with other sort of forms. So I think we've already I think there's a, there are a lot of great work that was done in certain segments of history, but I think uh-huh. a lot of greater work can be done with using all these really finite, specific aspects of history and then combine them and see where do they all connect. I mean, Howard Zinn's um, uh, writing of the people's history, uh-huh. I think, was a great approach to that. Anyhow, the point is this. I know some people don't agree with my standpoints on history and where I come from. Some people say it's even, I don't know, fantasy. But in, in, in truth be told... I've always been a skeptic in most things, and that's why I don't think I would be a good scientist in the modern climate. Uh-huh. I believe, and this is, and where's the historiographical context? Where, where's the archaeological evidence? Where's this? Where's that? I think great civilizations were before us. Hmm. The floating city of Laputa, the greatest, uh, uh, one of the greatest, um, uh, I think, I think fantasies uh, uh, in the ancient antiquity, the floating civilization that could tear down cities from the land that uh-huh. had this great technology like i'm not talking about ancient alien stuff but or the floating or the floating um uh the ship uh or the princess of uh or, or the floating god uh of of japan like they uh-huh. thought that, that that existed and all these great things and it's just to me or atlantis for god's sakes uh-huh. these things had some sort of significance in our human tale and our in our human story uh-huh and I think it's vain for us in our ever-technicalized world, our, our ever-scientific world, to say, well, if there's no proof, there doesn't exist. These are just fairy tales. I'm sorry. If we have a Bible that's been in antiquity for over 2,000 years now, and we still have people believing in it, why is it so crazy to think that possibly that there was something to do with the stories that our other ancient forefathers and four, four peoples had about other ancient civilizations? Mm. You know, to, to end it off with this, because I don't really want to get too much more into this, because I know we're trying to end the podcast, is this. Truth be told, I think there were great civilizations before us, maybe tens, if not 20, if not 100,000 years ago, that just disappeared. Okay. And I feel like that has been a pattern since humankind. Because let's face it, we've had gone through how many ice ages? How many comets? Hmm. If we can't find how many bones left, how many other mysteries are left in the ocean? Okay. So, yes, Timmy, I think... Good, I agree. Thank you. Well, there you go, t- ladies and gentlemen. Tim and I agree that the, the world has been had many civilizations before us. And yes, we're, I agree. And I think it's our vanity, our mm. vanity as as modern people, as scientifically rounded people, to think that there were civilizations more advanced than exactly. There are in the past. It's, that's just vanity. That's just vanity. So, well, anyways, not Tim? the Eskimos, though. <laughs> <laughs> the Eskimos. No way. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening today yeah. on our, this week's podcast. Uh, I hope you all learned a little bit about something about, you know, iced coffee and Eskimos. Yes. Uh, that's kind of funny. We did talk about iced coffee and we Eskimos. We did. What do you know? And we did talk about ice. Like, I think Eskimos was the hot topic of the day. That's for sure. Uh, thank you all so much for listening. Please uh, like and, and follow us on Facebook on our Tim and Dave Show podcast. Uh, we really appreciate the comments that we've been receiving uh, and the feedback that we're getting. Uh, please, if you can, uh, also uh, add to us to your Patreon um, uh, donations. Give us money. Yeah. <laughs> 
we appreciate that to get new equipment to make things a little bit more spiffier, uh, and especially for advertising. We're, we're yeah, realizing yeah. now, as as a podcast, we really need to start we investing in advertising. No, it's not so. Go beyond. We do. We do. We wish to, and we we have some ideas about advertising among mm-hmm. you know. And so, please, if you have a dollar, even a, t- a dollar or two, just to donate, please, we'd be more than willing to be uh, happy to have that. Thank you already for those who are donating or supporting us. We really appreciate it. Uh, but you know, word of mouth. You know, tell a friend. Tell a friend of a friend. Tell a friend of a friend of a friend of a friend. Yeah. Yeah. And more. And more. Uh, to just if you like the podcast, there's probably if you have that type of sense of humor. A friend of yours also has it. So please spread the word. Uh, you can find us on iTunes. Please subscribe. Uh, you can find us on Google Play. Please subscribe. We're on SoundCloud and FM Play as well. Uh, but yeah, thank you so much for listening, and I hope you all have a wonderful rest of the week. This is Tim. And this is Dave. And this is Tim and Dave. Thank you all, and watch out for the North Koreans. That's right. Well, I mean, not the actual really people. Watch out for yeah. them. Well, <laughs> the Eskimos. Yeah. <laughs> They're going to throw ices at us. You know, yeah. I remember on Super Smash Brothers, they had the, the two characters that were Eskimos. Really? They were pretty good. Hmm. Interesting. Hmm.